Joke, a Gen Z review. Welcome to Woke or Joke, a Gen Z review. I'm a Zennial. And I'm a Gen Zer. I absolutely love movies from my childhood. However, I've come to realize that some of them <laughs> just don't hold up anymore. So, with the help of my resident Gen Zer, I will learn how problematic my childhood truly was. So, today we will review. 16 candles the gen zer will tell us if the movie is woke or a joke if the movie is determined to be a joke our resident gen zer will pitch us a rebooted version then the zennial will either watch the retooled version or burn his copy of the original problematic movie in all of its racist misogynistic glory never to be watched again so, like I said, today we are going to be reviewing 16 Candles um, that was released May 4th, 1984, written and directed by John Hughes. And so the uh, synopsis is, with the occasion all but overshadowed by her sister's upcoming wedding, angst-ridden Samantha faces her 16th birthday with typical adolescent dread. Samantha pines for uh, studly older boy, Jake, but worries that her chastity will be a turnoff for the popular senior. Meanwhile, Samantha must constantly rebuff the affections of nerdy Ted, (laughs) the only boy in the school, unfortunately, who seems to have taken an interest in her. So, (laughs) I guess we'll just get right into it. Is this movie woke? Or no. is it a joke? What the heck? It is an absolute joke. Really? Okay. So what are what are some problems uh, that the movie has? What makes it problematic and a joke? Uh, well, first of all, we open up the movie and she's being all wacky and her brother Mike is there. Main character girls brother yeah samantha yep yes <laughs> and uh, you know the brother is being all wacky and he's talking to his dad and he's and his dad accuses him of hitting his sister and then he's like i don't hit her when you're just down the hall <laughs> and then the dad just like walks away he does not care so that sucked <laughs> So, so that's a problem. Yes. That is that not woke. That is not at all woke. You shouldn't be hitting your sister. Well, it was more of the dad's response and the child's response, because why did he say that? Like, in general, yeah, don't hit your sister. That's yeah, yeah, weird, yeah. but sometimes they deserve it. <laughs> but don't be like, you know, I wouldn't do it, like, right there. Hello. Yeah, and then the dad just walks away. <laughs> they also have, first off, they have too many kids. That's true. Right? Like... More than one is way too much. One is way too much. Well, yeah, but, you know, you know, I guess we're keeping on generations and whatever, you know, whatever. But, yes, one, one is too much, but, but they have four kids. That's a lot. I can't understand the age gaps because the oldest sister is, like, early 20s. Mm-hmm. Then you have a 16-year-old. Then you have the brother who's, like, 12, maybe? I don't know. And then, and then the younger sister, and she's like, I don't know, eight, ten, something. I don't know, like two. I don't even know. She could walk, though. I don't know how old she was. 
it's like why do you have so many kids and like just keep on doing it stop anyways and then main character Samantha also had a lot of issues okay because one time she was um talking to her friend and then they were talking about uh her new crush Jake and I don't know he was wearing something black and they were talking about it and then Samantha um says that it is black and then the friend is like a black guy and then Samantha's like a black whatever item he was wearing and then she says he's a pink guy oof yeah <laughs> that was not good that was not good <laughs> so, okay so that's a, that's a problem yeah okay. so that is problem number one with Samantha yeah. <laughs> okay um, and then later, Samantha and her friend are watching Jake's girlfriend in the shower, and that was creepy, because she's just here, she's just in, in a revealing state, and then they're just, like, staring at her, talking about her. Yeah, that was, that was weird. I watched this movie as a kid. That sucks for you. This is a PG movie. Mm. <laughs> That's the 80s for you a pg movie i couldn't believe it oof all right so anyways <laughs> uh, and then later there's another character ted who samantha calls the f slur oh yeah mm-hmm. and so those are a few of the main problems with samantha okay and then ted has a lot of problems <laughs> yeah agreed played by anthony michael hall yep and it um, he walks up to Samantha on the bus, and then he's, like, flirting with her a bunch. And he's, like, 14, and Samantha is however old Samantha is. Yeah, just turned 16. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 16 candles, it's her birthday. Yeah, Samantha's 16. Or however old. I don't know. There's some candles. And then... So, like, there is a slight age gap. It's not, like, enough to where it's, like, real offensive, but it's kind of sketch. And then... Um, yeah, because uh, he's a freshman. Yeah. And she's, I guess, a sophomore. Yeah, so he would be, right. like, 14, maybe 15. Yeah, yeah. So, so just the one grade difference is an issue. Yeah, it's, kind like, of. kind of weird, but it is a thing that happens. So, like, if... Because you're going into ninth grade. So if, mm. if like an eighth grader is dating a seventh grader, it's kind of weird. Yeah, that's weird. Sixth grader dating an eighth grader. That's like. Yeah, that's real creepy. Because if it's like from the seventh graders perspective and they're dating an eighth grader, then it's like, oh, they're cool. But then all of the eighth graders would be judging that eighth grader for dating a seventh grader because that's younger than them. And that's weird. Now, did you know any eighth graders who were dating high schoolers? Um, last year I did. And everyone at the table, because I think they were like 16. And so the oldest oh. that this kid could have been was like 14. And so all of the other people at the table were like, no, that is weird. They are so much older than you. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Okay, so the age difference, that's that's problematic. Yeah. Okay. But it's not like super problematic. It's just like kind of weird. Okay. A little, little bit of a red flag. But was. And then, so Ted is flirting with Samantha on the bus, and Samantha is very clearly not interested. She is just trying to like ignore him. She's telling him to leave. And he just continues flirting with her. And then later they're at a school dance. And then Ted is getting like real close to Samantha. (laughs) He is like, he's trying to dance with her. And, but he's kind of just like dancing in a weird way just around her. And then he like puts his arm on her shoulder and then puts his face like, a very uncomfortable amount close to hers. Yeah. And that was very creepy. Now, was his dancing offensive in general? Um, yes. <laughs> it was very offensive. But also, I feel like I would see some kids at school dancing like that. Okay. So All right. It, so it's, it's a common it's dance. Accurate. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and then... Later, Ted and Samantha are in some random car repair shop. Mm-hmm. And then they're just, first of all, Ted walks in and he's causing a real ruckus because he's just dumping into things and all the things are falling. And he's just making enough and he's trying to be all cool. And then all of the things are falling. And then Samantha is already offended because he's just <laughs> ruining everything. And then now, is it a problematic to be? Is it problematic to be clumsy? Yes. Okay. Very fair. fair. No, he is just like he didn't even clean it up afterwards. He's just leaving. That's very inconsiderate. Uh, yeah, that's no, that's true. And then um, Samantha's just like randomly sitting in one of the cars, which like that's kind of weird. But I don't know. Live your life, I guess. And then um. Ted also gets into that car. Um, and then they're like, I don't know, they have some sort of emotional connection moment. And then, randomly. Yeah. And then Ted is like, you know what? Right now is the time in which I should just get on top of this girl. And then he does. And then Samantha's like, what the heck? Don't do that. And then he gets off. So, like, I guess that's cool. And then. <laughs> Later, like two seconds later, yes, two seconds later, <laughs> he just gets on top of her again, and she's like, "Don't do that! I just told you not to do that." <laughs> and then he asks if he can have sex with her, and she says no. Oof. Well, I mean, at least he asked yeah, for consent. I did, right? Yeah, I mean, like that's something good for him. But also, he was already on top of her after. Did he start to pull down his pants too? Yeah, I think so. It was very uncomfortable. (laughs) PG movie. And then Ted is also calling other kids the F slur, like his random friends. And then, um, I don't know. I think at some point Ted was like checking Carolyn out or something. I don't know. That was creepy. Yeah, yeah. I think it was when they were like all sitting, like the four of them. Right, they were sitting. Oh no, Carol! I was thinking of the the um, her, Samantha's friend. But yeah, he yeah he was he's checking everybody out. Yeah, I mean, let's creepy. be clear. Yeah. And then um, oh, I think it was he went like 
under Carolyn's dress or skirt or something and was looking at her underwear. Oh, oof, creepy. I think yeah. I blocked that one out. <laughs> I did too. I just have it written down that he was looking at Carolyn's underwear. Oof. Okay. But I think it was that. Yeah. And then later in the film, some wacky shenanigans happen. And then Carolyn is in a car with Ted, and they're all real crunk. Yeah. And then they wake up the next morning, and then they assume that they have sex. They are not sure. I don't know what that entire thing was. I don't know why that happened. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's weird. And then, um, I don't know. And then they were just like, in a relationship at the end, I guess. And that's even Were they in a relationship afterwards? Like, uh, well, they're like, hey, Carolyn, let's make this work. I don't know. Because then they started, like, making out afterward. Yeah. And then, I don't know, Carolyn seemed into it. He was definitely into oh, it. clearly. And it's like, that's even more of an age gap. Because she's, like, a senior, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. And he's a freshman. And, like, that was not at all okay. And also, Carolyn could not consent to that because she was drunk, and technically neither could Ted. Yeah. But it's, like, assumed that he initiated it, but still. Yeah, totally. All right, that's a problem. And then, um, Jake was also a problem, which is the guy that Sam likes. Mm Mm-hmm. And at one point, Jake is talking about Carolyn at his party because he's at a party at his house and Ted is also there and he's talking to Ted about Carolyn and he's like, I've got Carolyn passed out in my room right now. I could violate her ten different ways if I wanted to. (laughs) Oh, jeez. PG movie. And, like, that was not okay. (laughs) PG or not, that was not good. There's nothing PG about that. And then later, um, Jake is... He does not really like Carolyn anymore. He is done with her. And he is trying to get Ted to drive Carolyn back to her house. Um, And so he has Ted take his dad's car... And as they're sitting in the car, Carolyn, she's all crunk. She is confused. She is asking who Ted is. And then Jake just tries to convince her that Ted and Jake are the same person, that Ted is him. Yeah, he's just like astral projecting (laughs) somehow, I guess. And that was very creepy. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's a problem. Um... Which also means maybe Carolyn, in theory, would have consented if she wasn't drunk, if she thought that, like, that was Jake. And so that's just, like, a whole nother thing of she thought that she was with Jake and she was not. And that was very creepy. Absolutely. Yep. And then also towards the beginning of the film, then Jake is talking to one of his friends, I think, Mm -hmm. and they're talking about how he found out that Samantha likes him, and the random friend is like, she's so much younger than you. Uh, He says, she's a child, and then Jake just says, so? Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that's a problem. Also, the friend, like, you know, he's supposed to be, I guess, 18 and a senior, but it looks like he's 40. Yeah. <laughs> Casting was a little odd on that one. But yeah, what are you going to do? And then there was also the grandparents. <laughs> and there was one part in which the grandparents were creepily talking about and touching her body. And then Samantha afterward is like, I can't believe they fe- they were feeling me up like that. <laughs> I'm like, that was all weird. But they did portray it in a negative view, but like then nothing was done with it. And so I don't know what that was. Yeah, because she wasn't like, hey, here are my boundaries. You can't, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> And then the most problematic character is Long Duck Dong. And also the random grandpa, like, just kicked him at one point. Like, he was on the floor after going to this party, and he was... And then the, the one of the grandparents, like, went up to him and was upset with him and just, like, kicked him. And so that was problematic, too. But they kept referring to him as, like, the weird Chinese guy. And then whenever he was on screen, there was just, like, generic Chinese music playing. And that was really offensive. And then at one point they were eating dinner and the family was making fun of him for mispronouncing a word in English. Um, or I think he said the wrong word or something, and they were all making fun of him. And then also at the dinner, he had turned his forks upside down and was using them as chopsticks, and that was offensive. I, I remember the character, and, you know, as, as a kid, he's sort of like the comic relief, but all the problems would, I mean... And like, you know, how they're talking about him at the dinner table and just like, oh, you know, he's acclimating to the U.S. And like he's like from some like third world country and like, I I don't know, raised by whatever and doesn't know anything because he's not from the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. And all the sound effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, was real problematic. Because like someone will ring the doorbell and he'll open it, and the, ring, the when you ring the doorbell, it's it's not the actual chime that you'd be hearing. It's just like you know, like kind of like symbols, like you know, hitting or whatever. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be some sort of Asiany type sound effect. Oh, so weird. No, that was real problematic, and he was portrayed as like just a real idiot. Even though if he's going, if he's like a foreign exchange student and he's going to another country, then they would have taught him about the traditions of that country and he would have probably already known. And that was just problematic. It was just like, he was the worst character. Oh no. Just like his name, just everything. (laughs) I mean, that, that could be someone's name. I mean, you know. Yeah, but it's like, you know that they chose that. Oh, yeah, because the whole, yeah. No, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. (laughs) And then just, like, another thing is that there was, like, it was just all white people in this film. Like, even the extras, just, like, everyone was white. Besides the token black friend of Samantha's, 
And then also Long Duck Dong, who does not count as representation because <laughs> I don't even know what's happening with him. <laughs> fair. Uh, fair. <laughs> so are, th- are those the only problems that you found? Well, those are like all of the main ones. Like yeah. the entire movie was problematic. And then also on Common Sense Media, it um, gives a review and it says um, how many positive messages there were. But when you look at positive messages, it just says not present. (laughs) Fair. I agree with that. So those are all of the main problems. Well, well, thank you for for breaking it down for me. Um, I was shocked. I knew that there would be some problems, but then there was like, like main plot elements. I just, you know, forgot or maybe like, you know, didn't understand. I haven't watched the whole movie, you know, from start to finish in, I mean, years. Um, And the fact that, you know, Jake and Caroline are dating and like that whole thing that's happening is, yeah, I just, uh, things that I did not remember (laughs) clearly. So, are you ready for your mission? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm so, ready. so now you are going to do a reboot pitch to me of this movie. How can we make 16 Candles now? How can we transform it from a joke to being woke? Okay. Well, I think we keep uh, the beginning part the same. It's like, okay, Sam's family forgets her birthday and then she's sad. And she has a crush on Jake, and Jake finds out. And then Ted flirts with Sam on the bus, but Ted gets rejected. And Ted and his friends also have this, like, random bet on whether he can get Sam's underwear or not. And, like, we keep that in. Really? Yes, because there will be, like, character development. Because you're allowed to have problematic things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just need to address the issue. Fair. Because you don't want to have it be like some perfect society in which nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so we keep that that in. And then, um, Sam opens up to Ted in the auto shop, which there will probably be some sort of better transition to that because that was very random. And then Ted tries to make a move, but Sam rejects him rejects him and he actually listens to her like a normal person and then later at the party at jake's house jake calls sam but her grandparents answer and tell jake to stop calling them like in the original and then at the party ted talks to jake and says that sam likes jake um jake says that he wants to break up with his girlfriend carolyn and tells ted to make sure she gets home safely Okay. Well, because they have this whole scene of him, like, driving a car, and he does not even know how to drive a car, and that was <laughs> yeah. a mess. Yeah, okay. Well, um, that's, it's responsible. You're turning this responsibly, so yes. 14-year-olds don't think, hey, I can just drive. Yeah, because also there was a lot of underage drinking, and I don't even know how to fix that, so I just gave up with that. Because okay. that's in, like, a lot of teen movies. Okay. Yeah. Even now. Yeah, that's true. And then Jake tries to convince Carolyn that him and Jake are the same people, but Ted tells him to stop. And then they go on a bus over to her house. 
Untad is trying to flirt with her, but she's not interested because, you know, she's like a senior and he's like 14 or 15. And then at San's house that night, San's dad talks to her about forgetting her birthday and apologizes. And then in the movie, they had the scene where she opened up to her dad about the boy that she likes. And then the dad says um, to not let any of her future boyfriends control her. And so we keep that in. And then the next day, Jake goes to Carolyn's house and they break up, but remain friends, which also happens in the movie. And then uh, Ted talks to Sam and warns her that Jake is like a straight up creep and tried to set him and Carolyn up by convincing her that Jake and him are the same person. Later, Jake shows up to Sam's house to celebrate her birthday that her family forgot, but Sam rejects him and tells him that she's busy celebrating her birthday with her family. Oh, wow. So they don't even get together or anything. No, because that was weird. You know, because it is a weird premise. Like, you know, he didn't even know who she was. They were in a class together. He, you know, receives this note saying that, you know, she you know, wants to have sex with him or whatever. And um, and then that's when the interest starts. Yeah. So it's it's totally, you know, not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I don't even I don't want her to be with him because he's a real creep who just like like he never tried to talk to his girlfriend. And at one point they were at a party and they started arguing. And then Jake was just like, uh, let's get out of here be- before we start a fight. And that was weird to me because they could have just then they could have just had like a normal conversation and maybe they would have stepped out for a moment so that then they can discuss the problem. But he just kind of avoided it by yeah. leaving. Yeah. Why? Do, okay. Yeah. Why do you have to go right to a fight? Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that makes sense. Now, um, question: mm-hmm. <laughs> What happens to? Long duck oh, dog. Oh, he he's not in it at all. Oh, no. No, because he wasn't a necessary character, and he just should not be in it, because there is no way to fix him. Oh, man. Because if he was in it, and he was, like, a normal human person, then he wouldn't be a main character at all, and, like, what's the point of having him in it? Man, that's, you know, I get it. I get the decision, but... um. I mean, I mean, is is there a character in there for like some comic relief? Then I don't know. I guess Ted. Like, yeah, I feel yeah, like you can he's... put you can put comic relief throughout the movie. You do not need one random comic relief character because there was also some other random comic relief character in the original who didn't. I don't think she had any lines. I don't know who she was. Yeah, played by Joan Cusack. Yeah, and. I don't know. She had some sort of injury, and mm. her whole thing was that she had this injury, and now, I don't know, she can't drink water out of a water fountain properly anymore. <laughs> yeah. And, like, that was weird, and I feel like kind of making fun of disabled people, because, of course, this was, like, a temporary injury, but it does show people that it that disabled people are comic relief. Oh, okay. So she she's out too. Which, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That was random too. That was not necessary at all. Okay. So the more comedic character would just all fall on Ted. 
Yeah, I guess, but preferably it would just be spread throughout the movie with all of the characters. Yeah. But yes, if you want one specific comedic character, it would probably that's, be Ted. That's who it is. Okay. All right. So that's the pitch. Yes. Hmm. So now, would I watch this retooled, woke version of 16 Candles? Yes, I would. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely would. Because, you know, um, I, th- I think it fixes a lot of the problems. But I think it would still be like a fun, entertaining movie. And I really like the end that um, Samantha just ends up hanging out with her family. Like, you know, they forgot the big 16th birthday. Um, but her dad talks to her. They sort of, you know, kind of reconnect. Um, and she's like, you know, realizes that... Um, you know, family is important and to hang out with our family and not hang out with this like jerky dude. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's that. That's a good. I think it sends uh, some positive messages. I think it's, you know, like it, it's helping develop like those strong women characters that we still need in in movies and, and TV and stuff. So, no, I I absolutely like that. Yeah, I would watch it. Nice. Common Sense Media gives it 10 out of 10 positive messages. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Common Sense Media would love your version of 16 Candles. They better. <laughs> I mean, they would still have problems with, like, you know, the whole, like, underwear plot line and stuff. Like, you know, there's still problems. Yeah. But, like, like you said, there will be character development within that. Yeah. And we will, you know, you'll you'll examine those problems and call them out and they'll be addressed. Yep, and Ted never actually gets them in my version because yeah. that was weird. He just gets hashtag rejected. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because in the original, like he shows them to everybody. It's a whole thing. So okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much. You you've you've saved uh <laughs> you've saved a classic. You're so welcome. now all we need to do is um if anyone out there happens to know um you know any any producers that we can um you know, pitch this idea to, um, it would be helpful. And, uh, maybe we'll start a, uh, you know, a Kickstarter and Egogo and see if we can start funding, um, our efforts to make this retooled version of 16 candles. Yes. And I will play Ted. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, th- I think you'd be do a, a good Ted. Yeah. I'm with it. So, um, thanks uh, for listening to Woker joke, a Gen Z review. Make sure you're subscribed to our podcast via your favorite podcatcher and join our Facebook group. Follow us on Instagram at Woke or a Joke, and then you can email us any comments, suggestions, whatever at wokeorajoke at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Woke or a Joke, a Gen Z review.